God is king, we the soldiers. Ultra beam out the solar. When I get to heaven's gates, I ain't gotta peek over. Keeping perfect composure. When I scream at the chauffeur, I ain't mean, I'm just focused. I ain't mean, I'm just focused. Put a lean out slower. Got us clean out of soda. Before the flood, people judge. They did the same thing to Noah. Everybody wanted Yandy. The Jesus Christ did the laundry. They say that we start on Monday, but the strong start on Sunday. Won't be in bondage to any man. John 8:33. We the descendants of Abraham. Yea, should be made free. John 8:36. To whom the Son set free is free indeed. He say the wretch like me. In the land of the blind, the one-eyed man is king. In the time of censorship, non-compliance is key. From an undisclosed location in FEMA Region 10, it's your host, Joshua Michael. All right, welcome folks. It's Joshua Michael, Non-Compliant America. Today is January 27th, 2024. And there is no, uh, no downtime in this world, in this fight that we're in. And it's all coming to a head right now on the Texas border. In case you've been living under a rock, uh, Texas has responded to the border crisis internally as a state and defined its independence and decided to kick the feds out of a high, high traffic area and eliminate them from coming in and actually closing down the border. Where there's tens of thousands of people moving across this one high density area point called Eagle Pass in the state of Texas, Texas Guard and Greg Abbott have decided that they are going to block that from happening. And the Biden administration, which is collaborating with the cartels and the Border Patrol, and they are shuttling people through this point. And all, let's keep in mind, there's other points across the entire country, across the southern border. This isn't just the one, but it's actually good to emphasize the fact and actually shut it down. It's slowing things down. Uh, I'm so, uh, uh, I've just been preparing for this show way too much and, uh, and, and I just, there's just so much information going on and I think I drank way too much coffee. Um, and so I'm sorry if I'm skipping ahead and just moving across a million different directions. There's just so much information that I want to get across today because this is an inflection point. This is a catalyst. This I believe is January 6th, 2.0, that they're going to stage a false flag. And this demonstrates the importance of spreading information, sharing information, getting information across the hearts and minds of the people, the American people, and the rest of the world. That's why the World Economic Forum and the Davos Group this past week emphasized the importance of censorship, countering disinformation, misinformation, and malinformation. Why are they so concerned about that? Because they know these inflection points are going to come and the way that we overturn them, just like we overturn the COVID narrative, is through spreading information. They deployed COVID and they captured all the metadata of who the responders were, who are the leaders that rose up and were able to penetrate through the media cycles and the, 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 basically the iron curtain wall of information. How did they counter that? How did they get through that? How did they pass through that? They now have all that information. They now have all those tactics to where if those tactics worked before, they're not going to work again because we're so stupid that we decide to use our technology. And that's what technology is for, is to monitor, track, and control us. 
and eventually lead us into our digital gulag systems to where we have no means of communication because we're so stupid that we're still using Facebook and TikTok and WhatsApp and all this crap for communication. People aren't communicating in person anymore. They're not sending letters in the mail anymore. They're not doing all of these things in which technology, now they can just push a button and block it. Or they can defer it. Or they can move it. And you'd never know if you got the information or not. Because everything's tied to the cell phone networks and the cell phone systems. Which is why it's important to have shortwave radios. It's important to have means of communication besides cellular applications. I don't give a crap if it's signal or whatever. Still uses the cell phone, still on the AT&T network, still on the Verizon network. They're still using their systems. Just keep in mind, you are not getting ahead by using their systems. They're putting you where you want. They're giving you these outlets to think that you're private and secure and this and that and the other. One thing that they still can't block, and it's, it's, it's going to be underway soon, they will be blocking it, is emailing. Emailing is still a very effective form of communication. If you do it correctly, don't use Gmail. Don't use Hotmail. Don't use Microsoft. Don't use Outlook. Use ProtonMail. Use, you know, uh, some alternative mail. You know, you can host your own email on your own computer. Did you know that? I know it's not known anymore, but in the 90s, prior to the 90s, that's what you did. You hosted your email on your actual computer. It was peer-to-peer. And that's the point. But then, lo and behold, Juno came out, Google came out. Then they started hosting all of this stuff for you. Now, keep in mind, I'm getting on a tangent, but keep in mind, you don't own that email. So at any point, they could seize it. At any point, they can manipulate it. They can control it. And the main thing that they do now, especially with Gmail and other things, is they just throw whatever email, a good email, a legitimate email, they just throw it in spam. And so you never see it. Or they say it's advertisement. So then they see it. That's their way of censoring uh, domains that they don't control or don't serve the masters of Google. Because Google has a whitelist and a blacklist. If you get on Google's blacklist, you virtually can't send anybody with a, any Gmail server an email. And they just, boom, throw it in spam. Throw it in spam. But at the same time, they let all of this spam get through to justify two-factor authentication, which if you're familiar with that, it requires a separate device to authenticate to get into your email. Next, it's going to be three-factor authentication. Next, you're going to have to have a digital ID in order to get and gain access to the internet. That's what's happening. September 15th, 2024. Mark this in your calendar right now. That is the rollout of the CBDC program, and they're going to crash the banking system by then. That's the number. They've already written about it. So there's a lot going on, obviously, folks. And I'm talking a million miles an hour, but that's okay because there's a million things going on. And if we can take a step back, I'm going to take a step back and I'm going to breathe and I'm going to try to slow things down. So this issue going on in Texas, it's a flashpoint. There are truckers, there are citizens, there are National Guardsmen, there's state troopers from across other states. I know Idaho's Governor Little has just sent some state police troopers to the Mexico border in the Texas standoff, which is a great thing. There's 25 other states 
that have now joined Texas and will be sending troops and people down to the southern border of Texas. Where's Arizona? Where's New Mexico? How come they're not joining this? I think there's going to be a point where the American people and the American system are going to have to do this. So Texas basically gave the middle finger to the Biden administration and said, no, this is our border. Uh, We control it. Do whatever you want, but you're not coming over here and we're going to keep putting razor wire up. We're going to keep blocking this illegal, all these illegals coming across the border into our state. So there's nothing that you can do. But now there's an interesting slant happening right now. So first of all, uh, yesterday, the Biden administration, the feds gave uh, Governor Abbott till noon to allow them to have control of the uh, of the border or at least gain control back over to the Eagle Pass. Well, as you know, that time has come and gone. And Texas has responded with a demand of its own. They demanded, <clears throat> they wrote a letter to Biden uh, yesterday and they said, hey, you know, we're, uh, we have demands of our own. You guys are going to demand that you want access to all of this. And uh, we have demand of our own. But listen to this report. Texas responded Friday to Washington's demands for border access with demands of its own for the federal government. Demands for proof, wrote Attorney General Ken Paxton, of the government's authority to turn a Texas park into a port of entry. Any time you might spend suing Texas should be redirected toward enforcing the immigration laws Congress already has on the books, Paxton wrote. The strong response came as Customs and Border Protection officially reported more than 302,000 encounters at the southern border in December, the highest monthly number ever recorded. More people than the entire population of the city of Plano. Governor Greg Abbott said today he had asked the president eight times to help with no response, giving him constitutional authority to protect the state from an invasion. That's a little strange because we're not talking about a declaration of war by a foreign country. We're not talking about a military invasion. Dallas appellate lawyer David Cole thinks the invasion argument has some weaknesses, but he said Texas may be able to make an argument on exactly how much control over immigration the federal government actually has. How much preemptive power does federal law have in those areas? Is it automatic? The entire area is taken off the table for a state to ever talk about? Or is it more limited? I love how even, you know, they always try to slant things. Right? You notice how the wording of that reporter, how he was talking about, they may have it. There's a little bit of weakness in that argument, but they may have a little bit of an argument in Rivera's it's it's absurd and it's just it's just a continuation of more of the same we know the news is fake we know the news is always slanted they're trying to undermine abbott and cause doubt in listening to that report they have to still report on it it's called a half truth they have to still report on it because it's it's getting apparent it's very front and center it's it's clickbait driving they're they're going to report on the story and, and and act like they're fair but you can still hear the slant and the doubt and all that crap. It just pisses me off. I, I'm, I, I freaking hate listening to these reporters that are just, they're just retards. They're reading off a teleprompter who's getting written by some White House official. And they, they're always putting a slant to try to ensure, ensure doubt. But I guarantee you there is no doubt anymore.
And you know what? People aren't really listening to the news anymore. They're listening to independent journalists. They're watching it for themselves. They're watching it for the, their, themselves. But check this out. So after that response, uh, our great leader, the uh, uh, O'Biden, which is really Obama. Now, keep in mind, I'm, I'm going to talk about some other things. I want to talk about Big Mike coming into the picture, uh, a.k.a. Michelle Obama, and how they're going to install her, him, in the, in the near future. But they're letting Biden fail and fall on purpose to pave a pathway because now you have Democrats that are stating uh, that they need, they want somebody else. They want a real candidate. They want somebody else. So you're getting the demand. They're creating the demand within the party to justify the rollout of Big Mike. But I digress. So Biden says he promises to shut the border if the lawmakers pass a budget deal to fund Ukraine and Israel. Think about that. Republicans have been blocking the White House attempt to push through $106 billion, with a B, national security package for the Ukraine and Israel since October. They've demanded tougher security measures on the southern border frontier to be included in the agreement. This has been going on for months. And then uh, Biden says, for too long, we all know the border has been broken. It's long past time to fix it, even though he's helped uh, facilitate the smuggling process with the Border Patrol agents and the cartels. Keep in mind, Biden outlined, he outlined it in a written statement. It would give me as a president, as a new emergency authority to shut down the border when it becomes overwhelmed. It's been overwhelmed. This is the power of the people. This is the power of the states. This is Greg Abbott. This is the 25 other states that are saying no to the federal government. We're not doing this anymore. We're not doing this crap. We're not allowing you to destroy our country. 10 to 15,000 people a day. There are over 300,000 people that cross this point, Eagle Pass, just in one month in December. Think about that, folks. Think about that. And guess what? Those are all new voters as well as new congressional candidates, which allow the House to expand once they do the census to have more Democrats in the House. There's a bigger picture to this, folks. There's a bigger picture. You're listening to Non-Compliant America. Thanks for listening. We'll see you on the other side. It's time to unmask the truth and expose the lies. The occupied forces do not want you to hear this broadcast. Breaking through the censorship and delivering raw, unedited content, it's Joshua Michael. Alright, we are putting a lot of pieces together, talking about this inflection point that's going on in Texas and what that means and what, 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 what's happening, right? And how are the feds going to respond? What type of civil war uh, flashpoint are they going to try to ensure, right? How are they going to turn this great American-spirited movement into something like January 6th? Because as you know now, January 6th was all a fraud. Yeah, there were a couple bad actors, but most of the bad actors were actually feds. And they provoked it. And the Capitol Police were understaffed on purpose, 
Trump requested the National Guard. They never got in there. They let it get out of control. Now you have Capitol Police admitting it was a setup. You can see body cam footage of them admitting this is all a setup. This has to have been a setup. This is not protocol. So it was all a point, a big fanfare thing to present to the world. Oh my gosh, an insurrection happens. Even though the definition of an insurrection, this doesn't even meet the guidelines of that. And we're beating a dead horse here. If you guys are listening to this, you guys understand. If you're listening to my show, you probably get most of this stuff, right? Because this isn't for the weak-minded. I'm not, I'm not riding on the fences. I'm telling it like it is, um, you know, because that's our free speech. That's our abilities. That's what we should be doing. We need to be informing down to the root cause of things and not just talking about, you know, Joe Biden and his dysfunctional abilities and how ridiculous he is. And he doesn't know how to talk and he doesn't know how to put a hat on, right? And he's so embarrassing. He can't even walk upstairs. Yeah. All that is meant to be a distraction. Who do you think is running the country? You think Joe Biden's running the country? No. You think Joe Biden's going to make it to the election? No. They're going to replace him which is why they're letting him fall and collapse because Obama had already asked him to step down and walk away. And he said, no. So now Obama is now rolling out his infrastructure because they're going against the plan because Biden's too stupid to know what's going on. He's going against the plan on them putting in Michelle Obama. So they're letting him fall and collapse in a fantastical crescendo to give the Democrats excuse to say, we need a new leader. We need a new face. And it's not going to be Kamala. It's not going to be Camel Toe. It's going to be Big Mike. And they're going to roll it out at the Democratic National Convention, use the super PACs. And she's going to be very modest of, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm going to do it for the sake of this country. I need to save democracy. So I don't really want to, but I guess I'm going to. I guess I'll be president for you guys, just for you, because I care. <laughs> Come on, guys. Do you believe this crap? Are you guys still falling for this kind of stuff? Are you really? We already know the playbook. It's very obvious. It's politics. It's so funny. So, but, but mark my words, that's what's going to happen. I, I'm 100% convinced. They're not going to install Newsom. They might put him as VP, but he's a white man. They're not going to put him in front of you. And there's nobody else. They're not going to pull out, you know, Bernie or something like that. They can't. They can't because Bernie's a little bit too much. But he does have the people. He did create the inflection point for the, uh, the Marxist movement, the Black Lives Matter BLM Antifa groups. I think a lot of those guys were Bernie people. And that created that movement, Right. Um, but I digress. Let's talk about this border crisis and what this means. So the MAGA truckers are back and they're headed to the border right now. Convoy of Jesus loving truckers, truckers will converge on the southern border next week in the battle to stop the migrant invasion. It's not a migrant invasion. It's a bunch of illegals coming across because it's not just people from Mexico, people from all over the world, military age men coming across the border Every single day, people from China. Who do you think is coming through? China, 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 China. Who's the number one threat? China. It's not Russia. It's not Brazilians. It's not people from Argentina. 
It is China, and they are sneaking across the border right now. Actually, they're not sneaking at all. They're being escorted by Border Patrol and the Biden regime. Because they are a regime. So, uh, anyways, they are coming and surging to the border right now. So there's going to be a fantastical clash. But this is the warning. This is why it's important to have informative discussions, open and fair discussions about what's going on in the world. It's important to have free and open information because the information fight is 90% of a war, is understanding what's going on, who the players are, and how to counter whatever is coming. They are going to have, I can feel it, I know you can too, there is going to be some sort of false flag happening at the Texas border in the next week or two, if not sooner. They are letting this conflict rise to create a new crisis. A 9-11 type crisis is kind of my prediction. They need it. January 6th didn't go how they wanted it to. They were expecting a legitimate... It, it, it's so weird. It's These people have all these databases on us, right? They know that we just care about our futures. We just care about our kids. We just want to be left alone. 99% of good American, quote-unquote, right-wing people, which aren't right-wing at all. I wouldn't consider myself right-wing at all, really. But I am pro-American, pro-gun, pro-family, pro-God. You know, all those things are considered right-wing today. You know, but I feel like I have compassion. I listen. I care about people. You know, I'm not out to just conquer the world and dominate everybody and, and do all this. That's not who we are. And that's not who most people are. Most people just want to be left alone, but they're understanding that they can't be left alone. They can't just ride off in the sunset and have a good life. Like people know now get it. They have to fight. And so all these people are rushing to the border to create this fantastical support system. But this is the prime for the false flag. Mark my words, mark this show, 127.24, we will probably see it because now the feds are going to come in because they're not getting their way, they're going to provoke something that's going to create a new narrative, a new cycle, and we're going to have to counter it. We'll be right back. Broadcasting from the formal state of Oregon in FEMA Region 10. It's your host, Joshua Michael. All right, before we went to break, we were talking about a potential false flag happening in Texas. It is wild. It's so wild, the things that are going on there right now, and more and more people are pouring down to the border, creating more controversy and more conflict. I think, personally, there is going to be, but there has to be, folks. You can't be scared of getting in the fight. You can't be scared to be engaged. You can't be scared to have an opinion and be yourself and be wrong and be right and have a discussion and help people understand. That's the whole point of being American is being able to have those discussions and be open, free, fair, have good elections, have good families, 
but we could disagree all we want. And they don't want that. They don't want us disagreeing, coming together, creating a good, stable society. They want to control us because they're losing control because of information, because of shows like this, because of shows like on this radio station. Is because they're losing all of that. They're losing the grasp. They can't. They can't just spend a little bit of money and send an economic hitman to create a conflict, and then we all go, "Oh my gosh, it was the Muslims! Let's get them!" It's not happening anymore. People are like, "Whoa, wait a minute! Who funded those Muslims? That was our government. That was Obama that created ISIS." Why are we fighting the guys that our quote-unquote Marxist president formed and created? Those are the freedom fighters from Afghanistan where our billions and billions and billions of dollars went to. Wait a minute. The ISIS guys are driving Toyota trucks with 50 cows on them. Aren't those military? Aren't those the United States? Where did those guys come from? They need the conflict. So how are they going to spin it? That's the million dollar question. How are they going to spin this whole conflict? Because it's weird, right? I'm getting the the same feeling, the same surge of intensity of we have to do something. And keep in mind, I'm tempted to go down there right now. I'm tempted to go down there because I want to see what's going on. I want to be a part of it. I want to be a part of the American spirit. We all want to be that, don't we? And if don't, don't you guys have the urge to go down there right now? Because we're finally seeing people that stand up. But here's the thing. We finally saw Trump stand up against the election system. We finally saw him make a stand on January 6th. Let's meet in Washington, D.C. and let's show our might in banning together and show them we don't want them to certify the elections. We want a 10-day investigation because we feel there's election fraud. So let's get together and show the American spirit. Then we see what happened. Everything got turned around and it turned upside down and turned into this big old nightmare in which there's still over 800 people that are sitting and rotting in a cell from that day that literally didn't do anything. Some of them weren't even there and got 18 years. So we have to be careful. But here's the great thing. They call it the Lone Star State for a reason. Texas, I believe, the treaty that they signed with the United States, because Texas was its own state. They didn't want to come in to the union of the United States. And part of the agreement was that they can succeed at any time. Texas has all the resources. They got huge land mass, population, everything. Texas could be its own country. And so they still have that option of doing the succession and everything else, which is really interesting. But Texas is not Washington, D.C. So they're going to have a hell of a lot harder time trying to get away with this. So there's a chance it'll have a real success. There's a chance, (coughs) excuse me, that that we'll see some really great things happen. And this is setting the precedent for the rest of the states 
to learn how to behave. The federal government is not our mommies. They are not meant to be our mommies. There's a reason it's called the United States. And so this is why I've predicted, and I still do predict, I, I, I think that there's going to be hard lines drawn. And this is the come to Jesus moment that, you know, I have with my family and my friends in, and, and this is the ongoing argument. And you guys know what argument I'm talking about. At what point do we stay in the state that is essentially going to be absorbed, which it, it pretty much already has, the state of Oregon, absorbed into the new world order system and be a stronghold for the new tyrannical system? Because there's going to be two strongholds. There's going to be the pro-humanity and the anti-humanity. We are in the anti-humanity state. Now, keep in mind, there is a lot of great people here. I love this place. I grew up here. I, I, I never want to leave. It's the most beautiful part of the world with all the trees and the green, everything else. You go everywhere else, it's kind of depressing. Now, keep in mind, I love it here. But in a war, fighting from the inside, I get it. There's some value to that. There's some elements to that, but also it's like going into, I don't, I can't think of the a movie analogies, right? Where we're Darth Vader, where it's mad. Imagine being in Darth Vader's base, but really if you're a descendant, descendant or a, a dissenter from his system, if you're at Darth Vader's base, when the war takes off, where are you going to be? He's just going to put you in prison. And that's where you're going to sit. So you're going to fight the whole world, whole war from the prison. Now imagine if you were at, I'm terrible with analogies. I don't, I don't watch a lot of movies, but imagine if you were on the other side, the good side, right? And you were in their camp when the war broke out. Think of how beneficial you would be because you would be in the stronghold. You would be at the base. In a war, you don't start in the enemy's base with no support system, no infrastructure, no supplies, nothing. You have to start from a home base. Now, this is the argument that people are making on why Everybody's leaving California and Oregon and Washington. I, and I think it's a deeper rooted thing that people don't understand. Not only that, there's better life, there's better living, there's better people, and, and, and all in all. And now, I don't know the argument of should we leave, should we get out of here, or should we stay? It's a hard question. Because it almost becomes insanity. When we have a supermajority of the Democrats, which are not Democrats, they're Marxist, leftist, psychopaths, they're now rolling out the disinformation, misinformation, AI-based systems, they've stolen our elections, they've destroyed our economies, there's homeless people everywhere, they're bankrupting the cities, so much so that the cities can't even plow our roads. And salt our roads. This last ice storm we had, there was nothing. There was nobody. 
usually we'd see them driving, prepping, de-icing the roads before the ice, especially with all the hype and the fanfare. We had like three or four days of like, watch out, the storm's coming, the storm's coming, the storm's coming, the storm's coming. Okay, so everybody knows. What would you do? If I was the city, I would go de-ice the roads maybe the night before, the day before, and just start doing that, at least the main roads. But there was nothing. Zero, nada, zilch. I called the city, said, what's up? Why aren't you guys treating the roads? It's been three days. I haven't seen one truck out there. Now, keep in mind, I was out there. You know what he said to me? You guys should have passed the city of Salem tax. We don't have any money. Oh, you don't have any money? You just built a $24 million freaking office on 23rd Street? You just built the brand new police station? Don't tell me you don't have any money. Maybe you shouldn't be building that stuff. Maybe whoever in charge of the purse shouldn't have the purse anymore because clearly they don't know this thing called budgeting. And you can't just keep pulling from communities when you need more money because you don't know how to budget and manage a budget. So anyways, I'm getting off, but it's important. It's an important question, you know, but where do we go? What are we going to do? You're going to be better off in a red state, hands down. But don't they need us to be here too? Don't we have to communicate with them? Don't we have to hold the line and hold this back from what's going on? We need to fight as well in the way that we are. And we are. And we are winning the hearts and minds of the people. They understand that. But understand, they control everything. They have the infrastructure here. We are 10, 15 years deeper in corruption in this state than most other states, by far. Can't tell me the cartels aren't working with the Secretary of State, no, which is why she had to step down, why she got in trouble. Can't tell me there's not more of that. Them literally handing these representatives cash, giving them $10,000, $15,000 a month in cash. So think about it, folks. They want us to go to sleep. They want a cool, compliant population. Anytime anybody ever makes any moves or, or anything else, they get shut down or they end up leaving the state because they just can't take it anymore because there's not a good support system. But it's not that you guys don't care. It's not that you don't understand. The fact is, is that we need to all grow a pair and realize that our country is at stake and it's time to stand up. It's time to get your voice heard. Me and my buddy, Go to public meetings. Make it, all of this money. Make it known yeah. where know you're at. Because there might not be a country left. All right, welcome back, folks. This is the last segment. Fun fact, that's a that's an old song that I wrote <laughs> with 684. Shout out to Fooey and Big Mike. That was a that was a great uh, great time in my life, and and who knows, maybe I'll get back into some music again start making more of an impact because I think music is culture and the new counterculture 
to countering the tyrannical systems and satanic infrastructure that's been put in is music. And I love music. I'm, I'm, I'm a huge fan. Uh, it's, it's a lot of fun. So who knows? Maybe Einstein will make a comeback. But for now, I'm doing this radio show because it's fun and I like it because I get to say what I want. I get to have a speech. And that was always the point of doing music was eventually getting to a point where I would have influence to tell people, hey, wake up, wake up. The world is not what it seems. They're playing us. They're duping us. That was always the point. Because they are. But now most of you guys get it. So I'm having conversations now, which I would have dreamt to have 15 years ago. I'm like, hey, guys, listen. The Federal Reserve is not the federal government. It's a private bank. And everybody would be like, oh, <laughs> who cares? Now I got people coming up to me like, hey, did you know that the Federal Reserve is, is a private bank? <laughs> yeah, I did. That's amazing. It's amazing that you guys are seeing all of this. It's amazing that you're gravitating toward it because it's the counterculture. It's now sexy to be rebellious. It's sexy to be rebellious because being rebellious is against the system that's trying to destroy you and your family because we're in a war and we're in a battle and you guys understand it now because they pushed you far. I think COVID woke everybody up. There are so many people, so many people. I hear this all the time. Hey, when did you, uh, when did you meet God? Most people say, I really met God. I really came to terms and I've been following God since 2020 or 2021. That's my common answer from a huge amount of, you know, younger people that I talk to, everything else. That is a beautiful thing. That is a beautiful thing because these tyrants shook these people out of their routines, out of their trances, and they decided to wake up. And when you wake up, what happens? You're like, wow, God is real. He's very real. And our world is not what it seems. And when you start the mindset of the world is not what it seems, you start to think, well, what is it? What is the world? You know, what does it consist of? How, how do things operate? You know, why do I wake up and go to work every day? I get a paycheck to buy a house and to buy a car, a house that I never get to enjoy, a car that I literally drive to work so I can buy the house. Then eventually I might own the house, but I'm going to work all the time. So people are starting to see that. And I think the Gen Zers really understand that, except I do think they're handicapped by a lot of technology and everything else. But they are not being sold the bag of goods that our grandparents were sold, the American dream. But granted, there really was an American dream. There really was a future, a time in the world where you can leave your doors unlocked and everything else. And so. Old, young, black, white, you know, 
healthy, sick. People understand now. It's not my neighbor that's my enemy. It's this system. It's these corporations. It's these NGOs. The non-government organizations that are literally setting up base camps in the Mexico side with hundreds of thousands of people pushing them into the hands of the Biden regime border patrol and shipping them with credit cards and cell phones and kicking them out of your businesses and houses, hotel rooms, and putting all these illegals in there to break the country, to break the system, to overwhelm the system. To overwhelm the system. That's the goal. All these great institutions, these uh, handouts and things that are meant to help Americans are just now being utilized with all the illegals. A friend of mine works at DHS. She says she had these influx of people from Venezuela recently. Last year is a bunch of people from Ukraine. These are people in Oregon. And guess what? They're going right to the food stamp place. Like, yeah, I'll take that. They're giving them $1,200 a month, giving them a place to live, giving them anything. They're giving them everything that they want. Where's that money coming from? How is this country able to sustain on that? The fact is, they're just printing more money. And guess what that's doing? Devaluing your savings, devaluing your house, devaluing everything that you work for, devaluing your pensions, devaluing everything. Because guess what? If you have a medical system that's meant to, to, meant to serve 100 people a day, and an influx of 500 people come, what happens? You break, you devalue the care. Now, all of a sudden, all the medical care that you were planning on getting when you retire and all this stuff, hopefully you don't need any because you're taking your vitamins, you're taking care of yourself, you're drinking good, healthy, filtered water. Keep in mind, filtered water, good filtered water, not like a Brita filter, but a real filter that's going to take out all the uh, you know, bromine and chlorine and fluoride, you want to make sure you filter all that stuff out because it's cancer causing. It's not good for you. Guess what? You should probably start demanding that the coffee shops that you go to also filter their water with fluoride, eliminating fluoride. What an interesting concept. It's called a boycott. You start demanding what you want. That's the parallel constructed economy. These corporations work for us. They serve us. And if we demand enough, for example, for example, there is a uh, documentary and we're run out of time here. I'm, I know I didn't get to talk about everything I wanted, but that's okay. I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you're listening. Noncompliantamerica.com. Make sure to like, subscribe, and share this. So the one last point, there's this documentary called Supersize Me. If you watch it, this guy goes around the country, goes to all the McDonald's. He even goes to Canada and different things like that. Did you know in Canada, they serve like Subway sandwiches at McDonald's because the, it demands that. There's also another documentary that talks about Walmart. In certain areas of Walmart, Walmart will cater and pander to the demographic of people with what they demand because certain communities demand certain standards for Walmart to adhere. And guess what? Walmart wants their business. They do that. But if you're willing to take any type of crap 
that they give you and you think, oh, that corporation's too big and, and I, we can't do anything about it and anything else. That's, that's not wrong. That is wrong. You don't do that. That is not how we live our lives. So it's time to be verbal in every account of our lives. And if people aren't doing what we want them to do, and if they're not preserving the American system, if it's not beneficial for our family, if it's unhealthy, if it's anything else, make sure to let these people know. That's how we take back the system. We don't have to drive to Texas to make a difference. But we can overturn the culture by being more verbal. So my challenge for you today and this week is to be verbal about your intentions, even in the uncomfortable situations. And then if somebody's being verbal, it's time to get behind them. Thanks for listening. Have a great week and God bless. And we'll see you next week.